doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me trains out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Last week, we did our first ever rankings. We talked about our running backs. And of course, not even a week later, we have to already maybe possibly update our rankings. Because as Network has told us, he's in our chat until I get my stuff squared around and I have better internet than what is being offered to me currently. Uh, you're not going to be able to get <laughs> Network live. It's just me and Tom. Sorry, you got to put up with just the two of us. But until then, he's in uh, chat form. So uh, I'll get some comments from him as we go along. And he was the first to uh, bring me the story of Dalvin Cook uh, possibly pulling a Melvin Gordon. So here we are. Hmm. We had Dalvin Cook. I know Network had Dalvin Cook at, like, number three, and I think I had him down, like, eight. Five. You were at five. Okay, so we all had yep. him top ten-ish. But here we go. Dalvin Cook, according to Adam Schefter, will no longer participate in any team-related activities until and unless he receives a reasonable deal, a source said Monday. He's out, a source told ESPN. Without a reasonable extension, he will not be showing up for camp or beyond. Well, here we go. I guess we'll see when camp starts because that's when I'll adjust my rankings of because <laughs> it will it will make a big difference. Yes, because the way the way things are now it started with Le'Veon and Melvin Gordon last year. Now with Cook, they all sat out at least a little bit of the time, and I I have to imagine he's going to sit out if especially if he doesn't get the the money that he wants. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But I. I'm going to bet that it does, so that's going to affect my rankings big time. Well, it should because we took some chances on Melvin Gordon last year, and it Ooh, didn't pan yeah. out. And anybody that took a chance on Le'Veon Bell, hopefully returning at any point during the season he took <laughs> off, guess what? Didn't work out. So if Delvin Cook no. is going to do the same thing, um, don't touch him in standard you know, non-dynasty leagues. I, I don't know what else to say. If he's going to do this and they're not going to pay him, which I don't know why they wouldn't, because it's not even saying, like, he wants to be paid yeah. top two money or anything. He just said reasonable offer. And I don't know what reasonable is to Dalvin Cook and his agent. Yeah, it depends on what you think. <laughs> but that's what we've got for uh, running back news. So I guess uh, we're just going to have to roll and do our wide receivers this week because nobody's mm -hmm. holding out in wide receiver land that I know of yet. So we'll roll with our rankings. And of course, everybody has Michael Thomas at number one. I, it's yeah, not true. like there's anybody out there that commands so many targets and has the feature role in an offense like Michael Thomas does not like last week when I went out on a little bit of a limb and talked about Saquon <laughs> being my number one guy at the end of the year. I can't see anybody else, um, outstaging, uh, Michael Thomas this coming year. So number one for everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. It's going to be Michael Thomas. I mean, everybody else on this list has to perform 
at a ridiculous rate to even get to that point. I personally, and that's why I have him at number two, is DeAndre Hopkins. Personally, I think he's the only one that has a chance to dethrone Michael Thomas in the number one spot because he is the most talented wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. And I don't see much of a difference between him and or between between uh, Wat, Watson and uh, wow Murray. <laughs> yes, Kyler. so to me, to me, DeAndre Hopkins can still do everything that he's been doing throughout the throughout his entire career. And I think there's a chance that he could dethrone him. But at this point, there's just no reason for you even to, even to take it that far. And I know you guys got your your rankings differently and you don't have Hopkins at number two, but that's why I put him there because he's frankly, to me, he's the only one that has a chance to pass him up. And you may not be wrong in that aspect. I'm just going by, well, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to have a bit of a slow start. It could turn into gangbusters after a few weeks and he could dethrone Michael Thomas, but it's not like Hopkins has been a, 140 catch type of guy where you think he's going to get uh, that many yeah. receptions. He has a little bit uh, more uh, deeper catches, so he gets more yardage on less catches when it comes to you know PPR league. So that's the reason I got him a little bit lower. I have him at four. Uh, I believe uh, Network has him at five. So obviously DeAndre Hopkins is still one of the best guys in the league. And if that offense tailors to DeAndre Hopkins, I would not be surprised if he was battling Michael Thomas at the end of the year. I just don't think it'll be this year, but you know, we'll see. Sure. Sure. So uh, number two for network and I, we both have Devonte Adams. He's almost like Michael Thomas on that kind of an offense where there's not much else. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be down on these lists somewhere, but there really isn't much else on either of those offenses for wide receivers for anybody to be scared of it, and Devontae Adams will be another target monster. You've got him at four, so it's not like he's that far off. Yeah, a lot of people are putting him at two, maybe three for some people. The reason I have him at four, it's not that far off, like you said, but I just, I don't know. I don't trust in Aaron Rodgers as much as I used to. And I think that's probably the biggest reason I don't have him at number two. Normally it would be almost a shoe in, but something going on with Rodgers that I just can't put my finger on that. I just, it's a more of a feeling ranking where I put him down a little bit just because of that. And the only reason I didn't really take that into much consideration is because Devontae Adams, even with absolute horrible quarterbacks that replaced Aaron Rodgers the year he was hurt a couple years ago he still did fine and had a bunch of targets so even a bad Aaron Rodgers is going to target him a lot and as long as he can go up and get it I'm not too worried about Devontae and obviously you're not too worried about him either put him at four uh, and guess what? All three of us have Julio at number three. So we all agree <laughs> he's there. He's just never going to be the number one overall again in a PPR because he is a yardage dude and touchdown reliant to get him back up into the top, you know, two or three players. So he's never going to have 120 catches. He gets, you know, 90 to 100 catches right. and you're good. But there's always that just in the back of your mind could Julio get hurt and you know have a few weeks (laughs) where you know maybe a hamstring or an ankle or something is bothering Mm. him 
And you well, know, I guess you know he's questionable this week. You know, because we all know questionable doesn't mean anything anymore. It could mean probable. It right. could mean he's barely able to stand up in the locker room. Um, <laughs> but Julio Jones tends to play through these things. But every once in a while, he'll he'll surprise you. And oh, uh, game time inactive, like an hour before mm. the game, and you're like, oh crap, what do I do? And then you keep him out the next week, and then he goes off and has 300 yards receiving and two touchdowns. You're like, well, uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Julio's one of them guys, if he is healthy and he's playing, he's one of them guys that's very consistent, and he can still have a huge game. So the consistency doesn't bother his huge game ability, and his huge game ability doesn't take anything away from his low end. His low end is still not going to be terrible. It's still right. going to be something. Uh, he's not going to be one of them boom or bust kind of, kind of players. It's more of a uh, average or boom type of player. It's really that's why you got to love Julio because when he's on the field and he's a hundred percent, he's going to give you at least you know a starter, starting caliber wide receiver for fantasy football. For sure, for sure. Let's move on to our number five. I mean, you and I, Tom and me, mm-hmm. number five, Mike mm-hmm. Evans. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. where is he on the list over here? Did did Network forget Mike Evans? No. He <laughs> just has him all the way down at number 13. Now, I'm wow. hoping Network is still in the chat because I'd like a little bit of an explanation if he can uh, type it in there for us because I need to know why he's so far down on his list we both obviously think that mike evans is going to be the guy in tampa bay yes brady is a little unknown because he's not in belichick's offense but i think with the weapons that he has now he is going to just feast with some of these guys that offense is going to have plenty and okay here's what neck we're saying brady godwin gronk yes but gronk is a wild card right now i don't think gronk Mm -hmm. is going to be anything close to what gronk used to be he'll be fine he'll be kind of a forgotten about guy because of godwin evans still a little bit of oj howard sprinkle in some of these running backs here and there so gronk will still be fine but he doesn't have to rely on gronk so he's probably not going to rely on gronk he's just a safety and yes Brady has never had a wide receiver quite like Mike Evans yes he had Randy Moss but Randy Moss is a special (laughs) guy that nobody is ever going to duplicate but Mike Evans is just he's he's a guy you can rely on and I think hopefully for fantasy football purposes Mike Evans will be the guy that Tom Brady will just be like you know what I'm feeling it and I'm going to him because we saw what Jameis Winston did. He was just chucking it up, and Mike Evans was coming down with it until he got hurt. So we love Mike Evans. Network, not so sure. He likes him, but he's never going to be able to draft him if he thinks he's going to fall to the 13th right, available yeah. wide receiver. So I got a question. I, I, where is Chris Godwin on his list? Uh, he's at number seven on his list. So, so he thinks he's one of the people that thinks Godwin's going to be better than Mike Evans. A lot of people out there right now saying that, and I, I can't not agree with it to a certain extent, but to me, Mike Evans is a better receiver. And I think when it comes down to what's the word connectability with Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady and Mike Evans are going to have a very good rapport. And I'm just 
not certain what Chris Godwin's going to do with Tom Brady. And like you said, there are a lot of weapons on that team and we're going to see, but I think Tom Brady 100% is playing this year to prove yeah. that it wasn't Belichick and then that was him. So this, we're going to, it's going to be interesting. We could see two wide receivers in the top five <laughs> from one team. If Tom Brady just goes gangbusters that. and just proves everybody wrong that it was Belichick and if he does that it will I'll, I'll have to say it yeah I'll have to say that Tom Brady is just the best of all time and I don't think we'll ever see another person like that no. he has to prove that first of course and I think Mike Evans is just a better option for him and again what's funny is uh network has Godwin at seven you and I both have him at 12 so we were like on the <laughs> same page here That's really weird <laughs> yeah um, then we've got, uh, networks number four and our, again, we are uh, on the same page. A lot of here, both of our number sixes and his number four Tyreek Hill. I know so many mm-hmm. people are high on Tyreek Hill, but in mm-hmm. a PPR, it just doesn't seem like he's that valuable. Obviously there's a gap, um, in here. I kind of see after Tyreek Hill, there's a lot of question marks. So mm. in between our top five and then our seven through whatever, we have Tyreek Hill. And that's where I see him at. It's like, well, he's got the ability to go for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. But Patrick Mahomes has to just, like, key on him all the time. And if Tyreek yeah. Hill is blowing past defenders, it's very possible. But, again, he's going to rely on the yards and the touchdowns. He's not going to have 100 catches. If Tyreek Hill has 70 catches at the end of the year, that's a Tyreek Hill year. So Mm. we're going to see, you know, if the Kansas City Chiefs offense can just go nuts, you know, maybe it's going to be Patrick Mahomes (laughs) versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. (laughs) They'll just, you know, score 50 points a game, you know, per team and – then the Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl for most points scored might be in jeopardy. <laughs> Usually when people predict that it's going to be a huge scoring Super Bowl, it's the opposite. But right. um, Tyree Kill to me is the last, it's almost like a separate tier. Like you got Michael Thomas and on all the guys we already mentioned, and then Tyree Kill. And he's the last guy on that on that first tier to where you really don't have a ton of questions about. You know he's going to be productive, and you know it's going to be fine, and you're going to get something right. good out of him. And then after that, you're right. There are a lot of question marks, and, it, and there's question marks all the way down this list. You don't know really what could happen. Could this? It could all just blow up in your face, and this whole list could be scrambled <laughs> in who knows what way. But, yeah, I mean, after after the top five or six, depending on if you got, you know, uh, Mike Evans – in top five. I know a lot of people don't, but yeah, I think it gets really questionable after that. Uh, yeah. Another interesting one from network number six, instead of uh, Tyreek Hill, like you and I have, he's mm-hmm. got somebody. And now I could see this happening because you and I, I believe both feel that Matt Stafford is due for a bounce back year. He's yeah. got Kenny Galladay there sitting at number six, right there in the middle of tier one uh, wide receivers. So, I mean, I'd love mm-hmm. to see it. I love if Matt Stafford could come back and be one of those guys that you take in the 12th and 13th round because nobody wants him this year. Uh, and if he's good, that means Kenny Galladay is going to be good. They still got Marvin Jones. They've got multiple running backs that I'm not going to trust in until they show me it can get done. <laughs> so we'll see there. But, yeah, Kenny Galladay, he, he he has a shot. You've got him at nine. 
I've got yeah. him all the way at 14 just because okay. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I am higher on than him, but I could see him being anywhere in this 7 to 14 range. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody put him, you know, right. higher on their list. Yeah. Perfectly fine where he's got him. I mean, he's got the talent and he's got a good quarterback. If they can bounce back and really connect well, it's going to be a good year for Galladay. And that's what's what's why he's in the top 10 for me. So I 100% have no problem having him at six or seven or wherever, as long as somewhere in there. I mean, even 14 is not a bad spot. I understand why you might be thinking, you know, uh, I don't know what to think here on him because of how the Lions have been last year and even the year before. It's just, it wasn't the greatest of years. But uh, yeah, Galladay in the top 10 for me. That's basically where I got him. Yeah. And it's just weird because this list, like, I want to talk about every single player because <laughs> yeah. the three of us uh, outside of the top five or so have very different stances on a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard for me to pick because, I mean, these are all going to be on our website, fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings. It's in the, the show notes, so you can click on a link and go there, or you can find it. It's at the top of the page when you go to fantasyfuelpodcast.com, and you click the little uh, link at the top, and, yeah, you'll find it. Don't worry. Uh, but, <laughs> like I said, you know, we don't have time to talk about every single player on this list, but I want to because it's just like, okay, I go down the next player and I see you have him 10 spots below me. And I see Network's got him in between here. Or there's a guy uh, I'm looking at uh, pretty soon. Uh, where is he? Oh, you've got Julian Edelman at 14. Okay. I do. I understand. That's a cra- it, He's going to be. People say it's crazy. Well, <laughs> and I've got him at 36. And Network's yeah, exactly. got him at 30. Like, I just don't know what to think of that offense. He's probably going to be all of the offense in the Patriots. That's exactly why he's 14 for me. that could be bad, too. It could. I mean, there could be definitely some some issues with that type of thing, but I I would hope that uh, Inkill Harry actually does something this year. (laughs) I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. That's why he's not even more close to my list. Right. I think Jared Stidham's going to have to throw somewhere, and who else? I mean, that's it, man. It's Julian Edelman all day, every day. To me, he's not quite, uh, you know, top 12, a a number one guy that you can, you know, draft and be 100% sure of. But, boy, I think he's kind of close, and he's a guarantee for me to have a a, a wide receiver two all year, if not at the very least a flex option. Yeah, and that obvious. That is very understandable. I am just so mind boggled at what the Patriots are doing this year. Like you said, (laughs) we're going to find out probably whether it was Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Because if Bill Belichick can make Jared Stidham lead the Patriots to a playoff game, like, well, okay. (laughs) Honestly, what would we do? If the Patriots went to the Super Bowl against the, <laughs> the against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what would we do? <laughs> it would Honestly, be I just that would be like the worst possible scenario. I'd just be sitting here thinking, we I don't have a chance. I, I, I don't know who I would root for. No, and it would probably be the most bet on Super Bowl of oh, all time. Yeah. I mean, I would watch that for sure. Tom Brady versus Belichick. Oh, who's going to win goodness. the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh, that'd be entertaining. I don't like either one of them. Right. But that <laughs> that would be so entertaining. 
All Man, right. That'd be awesome. Uh, I, I don't want to see it, though. I really don't. <laughs> no, no. We definitely don't want to see it. But if it happened, we would be captivated and our eyes would oh, be no fixated. Doubt. And yeah, <laughs> the entire country would be like, oh my God, can we finally say which one? And it'll come down to like, oh, Brady comes back and ties it up to go into overtime. And then Bill Belichick pulls some obscure rule out of the books to get something <laughs> good for them in overtime. And it'll come down to a second overtime and people will. Yeah. Okay. Would, Moving on. Start, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Oh, it also start raising the questions of whether or not the NFL is rigged because uh, it happens yeah. all the time. But uh, that's, I'll just leave that there for every conspiracy mm. theorist. All right. We can there. talk more about that on the <laughs> Jets show where we actively hate on the Patriots. <laughs> All right. We've got to find some more. There's another one I have at number seven that I think is due for a huge year as long as he stays healthy, and that's Adam Thielen. You've got him top 10, and mm-hmm. Network got mm-hmm. him at 14. But because Justin Jefferson is not exactly uh, solidified right. as a – great Mm -hmm. top tier receiver and both of the tight ends on Minnesota are just kind of whatever. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking Irv Smith's going to take a jump and we'll get to tight ends next week. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, (laughs) and then there's Dalvin cook who we just talked about. Now this maybe even justifies my Adam Thielen ranking even more. If Dalvin cook isn't there. Yes. Alexander Madison is okay. He's not a bad running back, but he's not Mm -hmm. Dalvin cook and he's not going to catch 70 balls. So who's going to catch all the balls in Minnesota? Adam Thielen is might be that guy mm-hmm. that could, you know, possibly get up there and have 120 plus catches if he stays healthy for all 16 games and bam, that is a guy that you can get in what the third round probably right now and that would be an amazing wide receiver to get in right. round 3. Yeah, there's no question. I think Thielen, the reason I got him in the top 10 is because, to me, he's the only guy there I can trust in. And I think Cousins is going to think that as well. Um, I'm just trying to look up where fantasy pros had him because I I thought I was I was kind of shocked where they had him and I'm trying to figure it out. Just give me a second. All right. And we'll figure it out. All right. Well, I'll talk about a couple other guys. Uh we both we all three have Juju uh right there 9, 11 and 12. So we all think he's going to have a bounce back year and could be a wide receiver one and I think that all depends on Big Ben. So where does fantasy pros have Adam Thielen? They have him at number 31. Wow. 31. How? Yeah, that, I, that's why when I did my list and I was like, okay, I want to kind of compare, you know, to some guys that I think are actually really good. And I do. I like fantasy pros a lot. But uh, I saw Adam Thielen way down the list. I was like, what is this? So it, I will say there's one person. The best ranking he had was seven. Okay. And then, oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. The best ranking was 16. What? So still that's low. Yeah. And the worst ranking, I think, was 67. What? If I'm looking at this that right. Give me a second. Be right. Yeah. Best, was six, best was 16. Worst was 67. You got to think that he's going to be that bad? Come on. That's Come on. I mean, that he's that. What, uh, I, I can't even <laughs> talk. This guy. who uh, You're going to have to show me where that was. Send me the link after oh, the I, show's I, done no because doubt. I want to see who this guy is and what other kind of rankings he's got, because that's basically saying, I think Adam Thielen's going to get hurt for half the year. Like you can't predict that. 
can't like, predict injuries. Sometimes you kind of expect injuries. Really? And Adam Thielen yeah. does kind of become one of them people at, at times. But, I mean, come on. He's the only guy there. I can understand, have you, you know, ranking him at 16. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But 67? Yeah. That's... You know how many other players there are that are garbage? Come on, man. That's just that's really bad. That's All a right. bad ranking, but I really that's probably what threw the curve off on him. Oh, that one sixty seven. Of course. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a few other guys that we've got some substantial differences in, and then we'll kind of run yeah. down a few. Um, my number eight is a guy almost on the same uh, thread as Adam Thielen because he's going to be a guy in an offense that just lost a wide receiver to another team that really doesn't have a whole lot. Well, I shouldn't say it doesn't really have a whole lot because they do have (laughs) another good wide receiver that I do have ranked in the top. Well, he's 26 on my list. This guy, more like Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. You've got him down there at 22. I'm sure it's because you hate the Rams offense, and I completely understand. And Network has him at 16. So it's basically like we have halved, you know, we're just jumping right down the list. Uh, You know, he's eight away, and then you're six away. So he's a little (laughs) more confident. I'm really confident, basically in the same, uh, same type of, offense and receiver he's he's going to get targets all day long there's no brandon cooks there yes robert woods is going to get some but i really mm-hmm. think if cooper cup stays healthy he is going to be a target monster and could be another one of those guys that you draft later that turns out to be a league winner yeah there's no question that that's a possibility the problem i have is like you said the rams offense i just don't trust it and so i kind of i said you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna take cooper cup i'm gonna take robert woods and i'm gonna put them right next yeah, to each other i did that for somebody else <laughs> robert woods would have been lower down on my list and cooper cup would have been higher and i said let's just whoop, put them together <laughs> and be done with it and say that's it I, whatever happens happens if cooper goes off or robert woods does better than cup i don't i don't care i just right. i didn't want to deal with it I just don't like the scenario that they no. put me in. Nope, don't like it either. Uh, another guy I've got high. I thought I was high on him, putting him in at 10. Network has mm. him at 8. And let's see, where do you have him? 19. So just a little off. We're talking yeah. about DJ Moore. I think he is primed to have a ton of targets thrown his way with Teddy Bridgewater there. He is going to be relied on. I don't think either you or I have much faith in Curtis Samuel or anybody else on that offense besides Christian McCaffrey. So I think DJ Moore takes a bit of a step up, and here we go again. I think Christian McCaffrey cannot duplicate what he did last year and gets overtaken a little bit by Saquon Barkley, so maybe that's where it comes in. DJ Moore gets a little more. CMC gets a little less. I know you're just shaking your head at me. Uh, That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that because I don't (laughs) comment on ridiculous statements. That's just it. (laughs) That's going to be a long year for you and I if you're not going to comment on what I'm saying because we're getting ridiculous this year. Uh, All right, let's see what else we've got here. Um, We're all 15 or 16 on Keenan Allen, so I think we'd be higher had he have a different quarterback situation because we Mm -hmm. all are not super high on Trod Taylor, but like we said, like I said at least last week, Trod Taylor loved some Jarvis Landry. And what better wide receiver to have to take the Jarvis Landry role than Keenan Allen? If he stays healthy, 
he could be fine, but I'm not going to expect a ton out of him. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen, I think, is going to be wide receiver one-ish, but it could be (laughs) floating between one and two, and if it goes really bad, I could see him being just a flat-out flex option every year. Every week you're thinking, should I play Keenan Allen? I don't know. I'll give it a chance. I don't want that to happen because that's going to be really difficult for you to sit there and say, should I play Keenan Allen? I mean, for all the years that you've had Keenan Allen, or, you know, maybe it's not a, you know, maybe it's a redraft league and whatever, and you're just sitting there thinking, I can't play Keenan <laughs> Allen this week. Like, I really don't want that to happen. I think he's going to be at least a floating between one and two type of wide receiver this year. Yeah, no, that is a perfect explanation for Keenan Allen. He's a guy you're going to have in your lineup no matter what, but if you drafted mm-hmm. him to be your wide receiver one, you might be a little disappointed this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move down the list. Another guy that is very controversial going into the next season uh Devontae Parker I see I've got yeah. him as the back end wide receiver two at 24 I see you've got him at 26 and Network's got him at 28 so we're not that far off we don't think he's going yeah. to continue ascending uh because obviously the quarterback situation there could change right. uh but right. we saw enough from him last year to be like okay I guess it was, what, a fourth or fifth year breakout season for (laughs) Devontae Parker. It wasn't that normal second or third year. It was the fourth or fifth year. So we're we're fine, but it is a guy that we're probably not going to be taking where he's being drafted because I don't have that much faith in Devontae Parker. No, I, 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 I just think that he's basically the only real option on that team. And what else are you going to do if you're going to throw the ball? you got to throw it to Parker. Parker is going to be the guy for that team. And it, I, I, he did good last year. I mean, I, I was as surprised as anybody yeah. just thinking, he, he didn't even make my list last year. I would no. never even have, even have thought of it. We were making but fun of him in the performed. preseason. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, but he, he did. He performed enough to get to get me to put him on on the list and in like a flex a flex position. I mean that's he's darn near close to being a number two wide receiver. Yep. Uh, can I just say can I say who I have on my last number two wide receiver? Sure. At twenty four. Yeah. Go Jameson ahead. Crowder. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Know. I thought about mm-hmm. putting him on my list, but I think and and we'll probably talk about this much more on the back row jet show because I believe we're going to be talking about some yeah. fantasy related items as it goes to that offense. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. that Sam Darnold is going to be a great quarterback and he's going to be a guy that spreads the ball around. So while there is a chance that any one of the wide receivers on the jets could be a wide receiver too in fantasy, I think it's going to get spread just a little too thin to rely on. I know you're hoping that Jamison Crowder is that guy again <laughs> who gets 80 to 90 catches and 1,000 to 1,100 yards and six to eight touchdowns, which would probably put him right at the back end of wide receiver two. But I'm not a Jets fan, so I didn't put him on my list. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be on anybody's list, really, but no. I put him right, really kind of right smack in the middle of my list because I actually think he's going to be really good this year i mean like i said it's not gonna be fantastic right. but it's going to be at least you know 
a flex option. You're going to be thinking, oh, Jameson Crowder. I think Sam Donald's got a pretty good matchup this year, this week, and I'll, I'll definitely play Crowder. And I, it really all depends on how the other receivers on the Jets do. But I think Crowder's going to be the guy he leans on the most. Okay. No, it. I like your optimism. Uh, I would say the same things about the Eagles wide receivers if I knew what the heck was going on with any of them because we know who Deshaun Jackson is. We're not sure what we're getting out of Jalen Rieger. Greg Ward looked like a guy Carson Wentz could rely on, but they sure are not making any of my top 36 wide receiver lists. So we'll see. Uh, Hopefully Carson proves me wrong. I'm just not going to hold my breath. Mm. All right, let's let's do a couple more, and then you're just going to have to go to FantasyFuelPodcast.com to get the rest of our <laughs> lists because we just don't have time to talk about every single guy on here. But there are a couple more captivating ones that I'd like to shoot out. Uh, one is T.Y. Hilton. This yeah. guy has been a frustrating wide receiver to own over mm, the years. No I know you have had some frustrations with him. <sighs> you have him all the way down at 28. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. And Network has him at 22. So, again, a back-end wide receiver, too. I've got him all the way up at 18. I think yeah, I know I know what you think about rivers and all that. So I get it. It's, but that's just not me. I just don't see it. I don't. Here's, I really don't. here's my justification. Because I think T.Y. Hilton, while he may not look like it, he is a mixture of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams mm. from the Chargers. He gets more deep balls than Keenan Allen, but he catches yeah. more balls than Mike Williams, and he gets less touchdowns than both of them probably. So we'll we'll see how that works out. But I think I just I think it's a good fit with Philip Rivers. And yes, I know I might have a little bit of a man crush on Philip Rivers, even though he's getting old. <laughs> I just don't know what to think of him. I guess I'm just hoping the best for a T.Y. Hilton breakout year to be like, hey, here's a guy that I don't even know what his ADP is. I was going to look that up before we got on here. But I bet you it's pretty low compared to other years, and it might be, again, might be another great steal. I know I took T.Y. Hilton in a league last year. It was like, I think it was the one that you and I did together online uh for one of networks yeah, leagues. and we were like T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's still there like I guess we can't pass him up anymore it's like the sixth round or something like so if I can get T.Y. Hilton in this like sixth round it's it's not a bad option I don't think no absolutely not I mean if the sixth round you're getting T.Y. Hilton I mean the guy does have talent I'm not saying he doesn't have talent I really just don't trust in Rivers anymore I just something about Philip Rivers just really turns me <laughs> off. I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, Rivers. And I just, I got to call one more out before we end this particular program, before we head on to the back row jet show. I'm, I'm calling out network just a little bit, not too much, Okay, but I know there's a guy on this list that he loves. And I was kind of surprised to see him as low as he was on this list because, you know, somebody like that I have loved, I put him up a little higher. I put my money where my mouth is and I'm looking and we have them all in the same area. I've got him at 30. You've got him at 30 and network's got him at 31. (laughs) We have him higher than he does. I'm talking about (laughs) Debo Samuel and what is Mm -hmm. going on network? Like what? What what is going on? I, I 
you <laughs> love some Debo Samuel, and here he is, a back-end wide receiver three. I thought you were going to have him so much higher on that list, but here he is, <laughs> just dragging up the rear, and now um, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. He's making sure that he stays low on these lists, so anybody that he is uh, referring to his leagues won't think that he's that high on him, and maybe he just falls in a, a couple extra rounds. That's what it is. I know. He's playing the long game. <laughs> he did say not a lot of balls being passed there, and that is exactly why I don't have him very high, probably the same reason Tom doesn't have him very high. Right, we're not a huge fan of the 49er passing game. That's right. Going forward, we're not big fans of Jimmy Garoppolo. I love Debo; he is fun to watch. I just don't think he's going to be that good fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. I think that I just don't particularly trust in the 49ers at all. I, if I, here's the thing: <laughs> Debo's the only guy I trust in on that team right now. I think. Everybody else, I, I could see them being really bad. I really could. I could see that entire team just completely going into the garbage chute. And the defense, obviously, if the defense is going to be as good as it was last year, they're still going to win games. Right. But if that defense takes a step back, that offense is not going to take a step forward enough to make up for what the defense lost. So I, to me, the defense has to be as good as they were last year, or they're going to be a really bad team. I could see them going <laughs> below 500. I can't argue you with don't you. Disagree with I it, do not disagree with it, but uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> not going quite all there. Uh, Network says Jimmy Garoppolo will have three games under 15 pass attempts. That's not going to help anybody yep. on the offensive side of the ball if you're playing, I mean, even Kittle. I mean, if he has 15 pass attempts, you're guessing at least five of those are going Kittle's way. So then there's 10 for the rest of the entire team in three mm. games, if network is correct. And I wouldn't doubt it. It would not surprise me in the least because we know the 49ers were just itching to run the ball as many times as possible last year. <laughs> now, they do not have Matt Breda. Not that that's a huge loss. Sorry, Network. I know you liked him ending up in Miami. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's down to Raheem Mostert and right. Kevin Coleman and Jeffrey Wilson. Uh, hmm. Tevin Coleman has not exactly been the most healthy guy in the world. And Raheem Mostert right. has had one year after ending up on like six different teams where he finally managed to do good. That's where we're at with the 49ers. Obviously yeah. they had the talent to get to the big game, but yep. I don't think fantasy wise, you're going to want to jump on this bandwagon. Yeah, it's going to be really difficult. Like I said, the defense was why they made it to the, to the Super Bowl. There's no other question in my mind. They would not have done it if they would have had an, just an above-average defense. Their defense was fantastic. Yeah. You look at some of their games last year, and the stats of really good offensive teams was terrible. I mean, I think even the Packers, were, they destroyed them. A horrible game for the Packers offensively because that defense was amazing. Uh, I'm not going to compare them to the Jets back in the days where we had Revis, <laughs> but they they were pretty good. Right, right. 
All right. Well, uh, if you want to see anybody else on our list, please, again, visit fantasyfootballpodcast.com slash home slash rankings, or there'll be a link direct in there. You can give us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. We don't mind the questions. We love to answer them for you. Or Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. So, we didn't talk about a few guys, and that's where you're going to have to go to the website and figure them out. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the Bengals wide receivers. That's an interesting one. Do we think Joel yeah. Burrow's going to be able to uh, keep up with all their guys there? We didn't talk about the uh, some of the guys that got traded. So we're going to have to go ahead and uh, let you guys find that out for yourselves or ask us. And another good way to ask us is through our Discord that we just started. So... If you'd like that, that'll also be in the links. Again, there'll be links all over the place. We'll promote that on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else in our show notes. It'll be everywhere, so we will be accessible for you during the season at any given point. We might not respond the instant you ask us a question, but we will certainly respond very, very quickly. So again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being on Twitch Network. I saw you resubbed on our Twitch earlier. I didn't mention it until now, but we appreciate that's two months in a row since we started yeah. me as an affiliate on Twitch. So we appreciate all that good stuff. Um, any last words, Senor Tuttle? I'm good. Let's hit the road. All right. Well, we are on to the Back Road Jet Show, and we will see you next week with tight end rankings. That should be a blast. <laughs>